Today's episode of the BS Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. Other sites have the nasty habit of showing you lower prices and charging you huge feeds of checkout. At SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Today's episode also brought to you by our old friend, Simply Safe. Newsflash, burglaries skyrocket over the summer. Oh, yeah. Right now, Simply Safe has a phenomenal security package, entry sensors, motion sensors, glass break. Right now, you can get $100 off my handpicked security package. Today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Safe Newsflash Burglaries Skyrocket over the summer. Oh, yeah, that's what happens. Right now, Simply Safe has a phenomenal security package with entry sensors, entry sensors, motion sensors, tough word for me, and glass break. Right now, you can get $100 off my hand-picked security package. Just go to simplysafebill.com to get this massive discount. We're also brought to you by TheRinger.com and Miller Lite. If you have not gone to our website yet, we have just finished our third week. And uh, and man, I, I guess we got to keep doing this thing. It's working. Uh, check it out, TheRinger.com. And finally, uh, any given Wednesday, my TV show launches on HBO June 22nd, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Ever since we started this podcast on October 1st last year, I have been talking about my new TV show and how it's coming. And it's actually here. It's going to happen. You might have seen a promo or a billboard or two. Uh, There's no stopping this. I can't stop it. I think legally, I don't even think I could stop it at this point. I think I have to host this thing now. Uh, No, seriously, we're super excited. and, uh, And we've put a lot of hard work into this thing. And we are launching um, 10 o'clock Wednesday night. Check it out. Please uh, spread the word. DVR us. DVRing is always good. Um, if you like this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to like this TV show. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to hype it up too much. But uh, if you're here and you subscribe to this and you listen to this, I don't really know why you wouldn't like the HBO show. Um, anyway, check that out. And we are rolling with Jimmy Butler right now. Jimmy Butler in the house. You're in the news. I'm here. You're officially an NBA star because you're in fake trade rumors. Oh wow! Congratulations. Thank you. It feels great to be to be wanted and talked about. <laughs> What's that like? What's that like to be in in a situation that you probably like? You're a young guy. It, it's weird. You just weird. signed a big contract, and now now all of a sudden you're in fake trade rumors. It's um, I don't know. It came out of nowhere, I guess. Uh, it, it, it's funny to. To hear people talk about it, you know, some people want me on this team, some people want me on that team, and it's, it's, it hurts my feelings because nobody really cares what, what I want. Right. Well, you've been pretty quiet, right? You haven't said that much. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a quiet guy. Sometimes yeah. I wasn't quiet at some points this season, Yeah. but um, I'm, I'm, I'm really a quiet guy. I just um, do my work and, and hush up. Sorry, so walk me through it. You're just hanging out on a Monday. You get a text from somebody like, yo, no. Minnesota trade. Not not a text from somebody. I got probably about thirty texts. Um, the Instagram feeds blowing up, Twitter's blowing up, um, phone calls. And what are you doing as this? You're just hanging out. Like what's going on? You're just oh, having I'm a, an average I'm, I'm day. I'm in a I'm in the middle of my nap. I gotta I gotta yeah. get my nap in. We we wake up so early and train. Yeah. That um, I'm in the middle of my nap. So when I wake up and check the phone, that my brothers are running around the house. Oh my gosh, Minnesota never like. And so yeah. it's it, it's a lot going on. And. I, is there like do you get confused and think, wait was that traded oh no this is a totally weird internet fake trade uh, that's not no. actually gonna happen I, what's crazy is that we try not to pay attention to it yeah but you kind of have to pay attention to when everybody's texting or calling your phone but uh you know that's something that's kind of really out of our control totally. um, when i say our i mean myself my brothers um because they go with me everywhere as you can see um they live with me so it's um it's we can't control that all we can do is continue to get better and um um, and produce on the floor. Very good polished answer. You sounded like a like a polished I, NBA star. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing my politically correct answers yeah, those right are, now. That, that was really good. It seems like every summer there's always like six or seven stars that just get thrown into, you know, this guy and this guy. And this year it's like Boogie Cousins and it's Kevin Love and you're in there. And I'm trying to think who else. 
Uh, it doesn't matter. You just name some guys that some I'm really in great company with. Quality so, guys. You know, no matter what, I brings a smile to my face that you can say my name in the same sentence with the Marcus Cousins. Great year. Uh, it was. It was all right. It could have done the, better, but right. it was okay. Well, you had you had a good year. The team wasn't that great, uh, but you had. Um, it's interesting. The last two years, the league shifted specifically in your favor, and your position and perimeter guys in general have become so much more valuable than that that they weren't before. But now it's like, you know, everybody wants to go small. Everybody wants flexible guys who can guard multiple guys on, on the perimeter. And you're kind of all of that stuff. Yeah. And yet you fell almost, did you fall? You fell to the tail end of the first round. Yep, last pick, 30th. Um, when I was in college with uh, at Marquette with Buzz Williams, I didn't get to play guard. I didn't really get to dribble the ball too much. So I was I was used to playing the four. And then, so you were like a you were like a undersized stretch four in college, or like were four, you underneath? What were you? Four slash five. We played literally like five guards at, yeah. at Marquette, and so I didn't know anything but to rebound and uh, pass it to the the good guards that we had on our team. And it's crazy how the the role kind of reversed. Now I'm a I'm a guard, and now people pass me the ball. That's like a really dumb reason for you to fall 15 spots lower than you should have I gone. wasn't that good in college. Like now yeah. that I go back and look at it, I, I was, you thought I'm you not, were good, I wasn't you were. bad by a long shot. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I wasn't I wasn't that good. I didn't did I have a position? No. Did I really work on my game? No. Uh, I just I just played hard. I think that's what got me over and I knew how to play a little bit of defense. That that helped as well. Uh the Celtics passed on you, my team. Yes, they. Oh, a lot of teams did, but well, yes. But my team was in the range where you probably should have gone, and I, I probably blocked out of my mind who we took. Yeah, but you probably remember because you're oh, competitive. Who took? Who did we take? Juwan Johnson. Oh, that was the Marshawn Brooks Juwan Johnson trade. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Why did you know, we do that? I, and what's crazy is I thought I was going to end up with y'all. You know, yeah. Doc being from Marquette. Exactly. I yeah. was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm ready, and um, yeah. But I'm not mad. I, I went 30th, you know, to Chicago. And um, it's, it's a good place for me right now. Well, I remember reading your story. Obviously, I'm reading the draft, trying to irrationally like these guys that I've, I've barely seen on TV. And I'm watching YouTube clips and stuff like that. And your story really resonated just because you had to persevere through so much. Mm -hmm. Those are usually the guys that make it in the NBA. The guys, because really, at some point, Everybody who makes the NBA is talented to varying degrees, but it's like the work ethic and the fact that yep. right now it's mid-June and you're getting up. What time are you getting up every day? It's 5.45, 6. Yeah. I don't think the whole league is doing that. No. I think that the guys that make it are the guys that work. You work incredibly hard. And um, I think other than anything else, you, you got to be a, a good person to make it in this league because everybody's watching. I really do believe that. That's not a politically correct answer. I really yeah. believe that because – you see people that go out and they support you, whether they buy your shoe, they buy your jersey. Um, they want to see you play basketball. So it's your job to put on a show for them. So that's why you work. I think that's one of the reasons I do I do what I do. What is it about Marquette? Marquette and Michigan State seem to be the two schools that keep producing these overachiever, pseudo late bloomer type of guys over and over again. What is it about those two schools? I don't. Know. I think you, just you know, they, they always they just pick basketball players guys that can really do it all that play hard that were probably overlooked under the radar and they bring the the most out of them um obviously what Draymond's doing right now is is incredible but you know you look at who was at Marquette whether it be myself Jay Crowder um Wesley Matthews like just guys that just played hard got there stayed four years did what they were supposed to do and um, now look where we are in the NBA. You had, and the three of you had weirdly similar stories. You went way later in the draft than mm -hmm. in retrospect you should have. You weren't great right away. You had kind of work at it. And you kind of bring similar things to the table just in terms of hard-nosed D. Although Wesley got hurt. His D slipped a little bit last year. But he'll come back. That's a two-year injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, Crowder is my favorite Celtic. I thought he was, all due respect to Isaiah, but I thought Crowder was the MVP of the team. He hurt his ankle, um, I think, in March. It was never quite the same. I don't, it's not what? like they would have won the finals, but he Jake was so important because he could guard anyone on the court. 
And when I see him... He can't guard me. Let's just get that out of the way. Oh, is that true? Jay Crowder cannot guard me. What happens when he tries to guard you? Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's some clips out there somewhere, Jay. I'm just, sorry for you. Oh, gosh. You just beat him off the dribble? Uh, no, I'm just Try to take him side to side? I did a few times. I mean, and one here and there. You know, nothing major. Did you... Like, how close were you guys? Uh, we're, we're really close. I think we got closer after after uh, Marquette. Yeah. I played with Jay one year. Yeah. I only played with him one year. So it was like right whenever I was getting ready to leave, he was coming in. And then he really showed he could play because after I left, he won like Big East Player of the Year. They did all that. Like he was he was a player. He like, still did you is. take it personally when J.R. Smith elbowed him? I uh, think Jay's, Jay's a big boy. Jay will, Jay will get him back at some point. I don't, I don't think he should say years. get him back. Well, if it comes, if the situation happens. Nice little hard foul. Yeah, I think a happen. hard fouls do, yeah. but get him back. Two, well, wrong, I didn't mean he was two wrongs like, don't make him. it right. We know that. Two wrongs don't make it right. I didn't like what J.R. Smith did that. What's the worst thing anyone's done to you in a basketball court? Um, Have you ever been like really cheap shotted? Not really. You've been in a fight? So. In a fight. They were almost fight? You've been a hold me back fight, as Jalen Rose would say? Uh, hold me there, back. There, there's no such thing as that. Ain't nobody going to swing on anybody nowadays. Yeah. But my thing is, if I'm on your team and we do get into altercation, don't grab me. Grab the other player. Because if he slaps me, then I automatically take an L. Like, right, right. It's like you grab me, he slapped me, and then you're not going to let me go. Right. So now I'm on ESPN. Oh, my gosh, Jimmy just got smacked like this. It's an automatic L. Grab the other player. Let me get me a W. Let me smack him, and then you continue to hold him. Don't grab your own player. That's what happened to the legend, Larry Bird, when he fought Dr. J, and Moses and Barkley came from behind and held Larry Bird's arms back while yeah. Dr. Oh. J repeatedly punched him. <laughs> and then it looked like he lost the fight, and it's like, well, he had two guys holding his arms back. No. Yeah, that, like, you don't lose that he fight. Did, he That's did a lose. forfeit. He lost, but it, 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 it could have been loss. avoided. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really hang it on the legend. Um there's been a lot of nut punching in the playoffs this year. We have like one a year, and this year it's just been a preponderance of it. Have you ever either taken a nut punch or accidentally given one out, or where have you ever been involved in a nut punch controversy? Uh, no, no, I don't think no. You just don't. That's that's one part of the game you don't do. Punch somebody like in the head or something. Not in the not in the nuts. Like that's just bad. It just hurts. Like and yeah. Like, and you have to, like, there, there has to be a timeout coming because that player can't do anything when he got hit in the nuts. Have you followed the finals? Are you watching these games? Not really? Not Are not you really. one of those weirdos who can't watch the games if you're not in it? Not, not, not because of that because I don't watch the game because I consume myself with it all year long. Even right now when I start training, I have to watch film and I'm, I'm on the court that when it's not time to play basketball, I'm not, I'm not playing basketball. I mean, I know what's going on, obviously. Like, I know the series count. I know LeBron and Kyrie just have 41 apiece. I know Draymond was I, – I know what's going on, but I don't sit down and actually watch the game. Did When you guys – you only play the Warriors twice a year. Yeah. But when you're watching – when you're going against that and you're watching what they do and how they stretch the court out like they do and they're just going for threes all the time, which is just so different than what I grew up with and mm -hmm. something that's changed the last 10 years. Do you almost – like what, what's your thought process going into a game like that where you just know they're going to play different than everyone else in the league? You, you know they're going to make shots. That's that's one thing that you have to put into your head. And as a defender, guys take and make tough shots. I mean, this is the best league in the world. You're going up against the best players in the world. But uh, you know what you're going to get. They're, they're going to shoot it from anywhere at any time. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're a hard team to, to cover, a hard team to guard. You can't say that it's easy to guard those guys the way that they can switch the way that they can get to the basket, you know, and everybody plays their their role incredibly well. But I look forward to it because I'm more of a guy that's like, hey, if you can score 40 on me, I want to I want to see it. I'm not Tip saying that anybody can, but I want to I want to know that you know you are one of the best players in the world because you just scored 40 on me, 50 whatever it may be. What was the best team you played this year? Best team we played this year? I mean, you because it doesn't seem like the other players totally respect Golden State. It's different. It's not I mean, like for me, you can only go by what happened. We lost to Golden State twice. We did not beat them, so they're a really good team. Who else didn't we beat? But they're a really good team. But it we seems didn't beat like Atlanta. So, huh. but I mean, it all goes. It's matchups. If you don't match up well against a team, or if they're hot at one point in time, then 
that was the best team that you played this year to me. We don't match up well against some teams, and I think that's okay. You you had a weird team, though. You had kind of redundancy at certain positions, mm-hmm. and you could just kind of see it. I kind of, you know, you look at the roster, and it's like, oh, I like I like a lot of these oh, guys. Yeah. But On then paper. actually to play five of them together, I don't know. I it just When I watch you guys, it just always felt disjointed. It's The pieces didn't quite fit, and I never understood why. So why do you think? It's uh, a good question. I mean, we we had the same um, same guys, obviously, with an addition. I think to two more, and then we went from one style of play to another one with the same group of guys. I think that's that's hard to do in one year. It's hard explain to do the in second one style. Explain the new style. You know, going. I mean, I think everybody knows what Tibbs was trying to do with yeah. the, the defense, and you know, um, we're trying to get up and down, um, shoot a lot more threes, and and stuff to to that to that nature, but with the same group of guys that we had last year to, to this year, a lot of the guys, that's, that's not their strong suit. I'm not saying that we can't make that adjustment, but we only had, what, like two months in order to do that from when the season was over to we had we had Fred Hoiberg as a coach now, and then we got training camp. Obviously, Derek went down at training camp, yeah, and he was out, and then he comes back. Like It was really, really fresh to him right when he got back, let alone myself, who's – I don't know, average, below average three-point shooter. Um, but then you have guys that really can shoot it and can really play his style of ball, that being, you know, maybe if it's Doug or Etwan or Nico. Uh, but I think everybody's learning. So that's what this summer's for, to everybody to, to really get used to it. So so that means you have to shoot more threes, get better at threes. It, it doesn't mean like. I have to shoot more threes, as I talked to him about. I think I'm, I think I'm effective with getting to the line, getting to the basket, mid-range, transition. I mean, I I scored enough points by not making hardly any threes. I think that's that's not been a a problem. I don't think anybody's just gonna let me shoot threes either, right? Because I'm um I can play a little bit. I love Tibbs. Tibbs was with my Celtics in 2008 yes, when he we was. when we whipped the Lakers' ass, <laughs> and won by 39 in Game Six. Uh, and I thought he got a raw deal in Chicago in a lot of ways. And I I thought he was a much better coach than people gave him credit for. And you guys always overachieved. And had a lot of bad luck. I mean, starting with when Derek went down mm-hmm. in game one against Philly, just year after year, and like Dang has the spinal tap thing and injury after injury, bad luck things happening here and there. Do you, would you, I'm trying to think of the right way to ask this. Ask it, go for it. Ask it however you want to ask. He's got a great roster in Minnesota for it's young, it's up mm-hmm. and coming. It's got he's got the number five pick. They have some fun things that they can do with that roster. I feel the same way I did when Steve Kerr took over the Warriors because I've known Steve Kerr forever. I thought he was going to be a great coach. I like that roster. I, the things he was saying made sense. I think Tibbs is going to be lights out for that T Wolves team. What do you think? I think so. Obviously, um, I have a lot of respect for Tibbs. I have zero bad things to say about him. I might have had some bad things to say about him my rookie year when he didn't play me, but after that, well, that um, he admits that that was a mistake, probably. Yeah, at this but point. that I mean, uh, really let a guy really respect him, and he studies the game so incredibly well. He's gonna get the young guys to to buy into you know guarding and playing hard. Um, I'm, we'll see, we'll see what you're what rooting he has. for him. It sounds like. Am I rooting for him? Yeah, I'm rooting for the Bulls. No, I mean for Tibbs to do well. I'm I'm rooting for my team when we go up Good against t- when we go up against. T- oh yeah, I'm gonna try to whoop his ass definitely. What's the biggest misconception about Tibbs that the public has that you know is different? Um, that I know is different. You know, I think people always try to criticize him for playing his guys too much. But I mean, at the end of the day, if we wanted to come out the game. We really could. I think guys just love to play basketball. That it, it doesn't really hit you until, till afterwards. Like, and he he always wants to put the team that he's coaching in the best position to win. That's why he may play guys forty eight minutes. And I I never once complained about it. All I ever wanted to do was play. Whenever I was a rookie, when I didn't play, all I ever wanted to do was play. And then he plays in forty eight minutes. Like I can't complain because I asked for it. So yeah. Um, I think that's what that's what people look at. Oh, he plays his guys too many minutes. Yeah, he plays them a lot of minutes, but I mean, at the same time, he won. So I can't, 
I can't say anything about well, that. Well, what's interesting about that, though, is like he played Dang a lot of minutes, too, and then he played you a lot of minutes. But if you just look at like who leads the league in minutes, it's always guys like you and Dang and Durant. Yeah. It's it's the perimeter guys who play the two or the three. Those that are usually do, the guys that who can lead do everything, leads. basically. Yeah. So Paul George, like you want those guys out on the yeah. floor for 39 minutes a game. Why would I want to take them out? So, you know, people really look at it like that, but I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I, I am excited to see what he does over there. Um, well, let me ask you, though, about the minutes thing. Did you feel like you're, you, you're in your early, mid-20s, difference between 42 minutes versus 38? Like, can you even feel it during the game? Are you out there going, oh, my God, I'm beat? Like, because you're young. Like, you're probably not even thinking that at all, right? Uh, no. It depends on who you're going up against, the matchups. Like if you gotta like come on if you gotta guard LeBron right. for forty five minutes and then you gotta go to the other end and try to score twenty plus that's You're not a, it. it's not an easy thing to do. Um, same thing like if you gotta guard Steph or Clay who's running off of a million screens and then you gotta go to the other end. You know, it's your your body's different each and every night. But as long as you take care of your body, you should be all right. And I'm learning to take care of my body now each and every year that I'm getting older and, and each and every year that I'm I'm playing in this league. So I don't I don't have anything to say about it. I think Plus that if it's like three third game in four nights, fourth game in fifth nights, it's different. five nights. Yeah, I get it. Like I watched LeBron, he played forty six minutes in game five in uh game four in Cleveland against the Warriors and like he's been in the league thirteen years. He's played forty five thousand minutes. He's played just about every game this season. He's played big minutes in the playoffs. In the fourth quarter, his jump shot started to go left and right, and you could see like he played too many minutes. I but, think when you're younger, it's a little bit easier. Okay, but at the same time, do you think they have a better chance of winning with LeBron on the floor or LeBron off the floor? Whether he's making shots or missing shots, you still have to guard him. That's yeah. the way that you have to look at it. With him, I mean, yeah, he, he probably does need some rest, but I think LeBron knows with him on the floor – they have a really, really, really good chance of winning. Nothing against any of those other guys on that team. Like, they got a yeah. lot of great players. Very political, but yeah. You, yeah. I like that. I don't want nobody to come at me next year yeah, and yeah, try yeah, to yeah. score 40. Hey, Jim, I heard you on that podcast. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we want to avoid like that. I just feel like with the way the structure of the games, you can get somebody five minutes per half really easily. Because you got the TV timeout at the three-minute mark of the first quarter. You get the end of the quarter timeout. And then you have another timeout in the 10-minute mark at the beginning of the second quarter. You can basically sit for... 12, 13 minutes during that and miss Okay, five but you got to understand, the there's, there's give and take. Now, what if whatever player, name one, um, I don't know. What if know. they left Durant in okay. on the other team? Let's, let's use KD. What if you want to give him a, a five-minute break in the second quarter, right? But he started off the game 12 for 12. He probably had 45 by then, okay? He's 12 for 12. Do you still give him a five-minute break, or are you like, Would he you hasn't missed him? a shot? Yeah. but And then you're like, let's keep him in. Let's see how many more he can make. Well, are you wrong for keeping them in right. or are you wrong for taking them out? Yeah. That's like the top of the hill example. But it though. doesn't matter. It's yeah. still an, it's a great example. Wait, who would you rather guard? Would you rather chase Clay Thompson around those stupid screens for four quarters or would you rather just take on LeBron and just have a bull just run into your I'm body 15 answering. times? You're not going to have somebody come at me next year and say, oh, you chose him. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll guard both of them, which I have to anyways. What wears you down more physically? What, the, where, chasing where, around the screens for four quarters or taking the LeBron football running back body uh, blows 11 times in a I'm game? I'm going to give you another scenario. Okay. Would you rather run 10 miles or get hit by a bulldozer? I'd rather run the 10 miles. All right, exactly. I, so LeBron would rather, be my least favorite player to play if I was, exactly. if I was in so your you position. So you'd rather run 10 miles. You'd rather chase well, Clay I, around screens. I'd just never seen anybody like him. I mean, I wasn't alive when Wilt Chamberlain played, but I've never seen anybody. And I don't understand how he hasn't like had a separated shoulder or a dislocated shoulder or a torn labor or any of this stuff. Because how many times does he go up and he's shifting his body and somebody just whacks him? They come down on his shoulders and he just, he just gets he's, up. He's, He's, he's indestructible. Strong. No, he's he's strong. You like, have nightmares about him, don't you? You can be honest. What? You have nightmares? You ever had a nightmare about LeBron? I'm like not he just scared, kept I'm not scared of anybody. Right. No, no, no That's worries. your rival. Cleveland, Chicago. We used to be a rivalry, and then it kind yeah. of died a little bit. Yeah. I think uh, we got a rival with a lot of guys. I have 
rivalries with like players personally. I'm not gonna name any, so don't do it. Don't do it. I see you're you're puckering to ask who. I can see that. Well, Pavit, so my theory on this is all NBA feuds are either over women, cards, or college. Those are the really one of them actually things. is college. Yeah, that's what's crazy. One Co- of them definitely the amount is of beefs from college and AAU and yeah. high school. It's like 50 percent. Actually, beefs. two of them is college. Now I think about it. Yeah, because in college, like. First of all, people are crazier in college, and like you really hate the other colleges. Yeah, it's it's passionate. All right, so I have to go through all the Big Ten schools. I could figure this out if we you had like three hours. A college rivalry? Yeah, but Can it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. The, it wasn't my conference. Big Ten conference. All right. I wasn't in Big Ten. Kate's I was in gonna, Big East. Tate will figure this out. Yeah, Big, Big East. East. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. won't figure it out. Oh, Big East. Because you don't right, know. They moved. I played against so many guys. You won't know. I mean, obviously, my brothers yeah. know because every time I see him, I'm like, oh, he sucks. These guys, they love this. Yeah, They're they like, do. Just say, say one name, say it. Don't you dare. <laughs> no, it's so you know that's that's what I like when I go up against those guys. And actually, if you watch me play, you'll know because every time that person steps on the floor, I'm just like, I always shake my head. And I'm probably those those are people that I probably talk the most trash to. Yeah, just because. But other than that, I'm, explain to me the trash part. What's got, is it muttering under your breath? Oh no, like, I'm gonna let you know. How do you do it? Oh, if you I talk? score a basket on you, you're getting all types of called the b words. Oh, ooh, it, oh yeah, it gets very personal if I don't like you. So I heard Draymond. I heard he didn't say the b word. I heard it. It began with an F, and ended with boy. That was what I heard. That was the story I heard. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I want to. That's know. why I think LeBron took it so personally. I'm sure LeBron's been called Nobody the B-word knows. before. Nobody, no, nobody knows. He really got upset. Yeah, I don't know if you but saw it could, it. It could have been his anything. His feelings got hurt. It's really hard to hurt LeBron's feelings. He's like one of the strongest people in the United States. Yeah. I, Something happened. I like that stuff. I though. think it was a little more. I think there's a little more to the story. Might have been. Just that, Might have yeah. been a little background. Yeah. Maybe one of my three things, but college is out because LeBron didn't go to college. Maybe yeah, it was something right. else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like this stuff. This is what I grew up with. I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and guys got mad at each other. It's weird because you look 21, so I would have never guessed. Yeah, thank you. That, yeah, I, still, I still get carded every once in a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, no, I like this stuff, and now the NBA seems to be so terrified. In the 70s and 80s, this is what it was like. In this decade, there's been an overcorrection the other way. And I do wonder sometimes if we, if we miss some of that physicality. That's why, I don't know if you saw Game 4. But the rest tucked the whistles away. It was like a man's game. Like the Draymond LeBron thing came out of how they were letting them play that whole game. Guys were mauling each other. But don't you kind of want that as a competitor? Don't you like when they tuck them away? I, I like it. Yeah. I like to compete, um, you know, play through contact. Um, if there's a foul, obviously. But I think whenever, you know, you're playing hard, you don't even think about, you, you know, if you're going to get fouled or not. You're, you're just trying to to whip the person that you're going up against, no yeah. matter what team it is, what player, what position. If you're competing and you're playing hard, I think everything else just takes care of itself. But the the game has changed from back then to now in, in so many so many ways. Now you look at the how threes. the bigs were dominant, yeah. how it's, it's guard-oriented now, threes, getting to the rim, hard fouls. Like, you know, any hard foul now, you might get a flagrant too. You, you, you never know. Seven. Yeah. So well, your team, your team was one of your team got hit almost the hardest out of anybody from how the league changed. The Celtics had a little bit of a similar thing where they had these guys and the team was built for 2013, 2014, and then everything shifts and you can really only play one big guy at the same time mm-hmm. now with all perimeter guys. And the Celtics had like you know six, seven bigger guys. They got David Lee over the summer. I was like, that's great. David Lee's going to be good for us. He'll get some rebounds. And then it's like, yeah, we can't play him. There's Everyone's going small when he's out there, and you can't even put him out there. Yeah. And, uh, and for you guys, you had Gasol. Joe. You had Joe, who who got hurt a couple times yeah. during the year. But you had Tosh. You had Meritich, which I don't know what position he is, but I, I think he's going to be something on a really good team. And I don't know what the team is, and so much of this is who's on your team, how do you play. Mm-hmm. I believe in that guy, though. I think at some point he's he going to have play. a moment. Yeah, he he's play. got he's a little bit of a heat check guy. He's he's got that weird foreign like just kind of knows where to go and makes weird things happen. But um, but yeah, your team just never really made sense. Well, we'll find out. It's a it's a big summer for us, obviously. Are you worried they're just going to rebuild and just Am blow I it up? Yeah. 
Uh, I don't really think I have anything to, to worry about. I can't control it. It's out of my control. It's not my job. I don't think I worry about it. I think they ask my opinion on some things, which I give them my opinion. Really? But oh yeah. So they email you? What do they do? Um, it's weird because they have these do they things ask called for their, your cell brother's phones. opinions or no? These things called cell phones. You oh, can pick phone. them up. Yeah. And if you got the other person's ten digits, mm-hmm. you just call them. Or text them. They could do that also. What about your brothers? They don't care about their opinions? Um, no, they, they don't. I don't think they win Chicago any games. They yeah. actually haven't in their career. So I don't think they'll ever ask them for anything. That's a big moment when you get the call with somebody throwing an idea at you from a personnel standpoint. It's like one of the it's one of the signature moments of when you're the rise of an NBA star. I don't think and the team so. calls you. No, I'm proud of you. I, I think, think this I is think, great. I think they just wanna, you know, check up on me and then that question may come up. I don't think they call just for that reason. Did they call you after the weird trade rumors came out? No. Because it's just a rumor. I would if 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 I was the GM of your team, I would call you every time there was a weird trade rumor. You would? Yeah. I'd oh. be like, Jamie, don't listen to those guys. Keep oh, doing okay. your thing. Keep getting up at five forty five. I'm gonna do Keep that hitting anyways. those corner threes for me. Yeah, I got I can hit more than just a corner three though. Well, you 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 kind of overlook. You, I don't know. You you kind of dismissed the three point line a little bit. I didn't like it. Yeah, that's the last step for you. You get to like 44 percent on those. That's it. You're gonna be like first or second it is, team on the a. It is another step, but if we make it to the playoffs, if we win X amount of games, you can still make it to the. I think all that stuff is based on if you win or not. The all NBA stuff? All of that, yeah. If you win. I happen to have a vote. Guess what I did? I steered everything toward Warriors, guys. I put Draymond on the first team. Exactly. I put Clay on the third team. Exactly. I did, uh, I gave Draymond all defense. I gave Iggy first, six man. I put Livingston third. If you're going to win 73 games, I'm rewarding you with as many of my so votes winning, as I can do. Winning takes care of everything. And that's where, you know, the, the trade rumors come in. If we win and I do my job the way I'm capable and supposed to do it, I wouldn't be in trade rumors right now. So I may or may not have made up a couple of trade rumors on Twitter that involved you and my uh, favorite team, the Celtics. Uh, I figured you would be the guy to do that. So, yeah. you know, everybody would It's out of love. It's not, I'm not trying to start no, trouble. No, no, of course, of course. That's your squad. That's my squad. I don't squad. know if you like me as a player or not. I have no idea. I haven't asked you that question yet. Should I ask? Sure. I'm not going to ask. Wanna, let's I'm talk about ask. it. No, let's not, talk about it. I don't it. want to talk about it. Okay. I, I really like you as a player. Oh, well, I, thank you. I actually, I love everyone. How tall are you? Six, seven, and three, four. So we just call it six, eight. That six, seven, six, eight is like the sweet spot in the 235. league right now. On the piece of paper, when I check into the game, it says 220, but I'm not 220. Well, I look at somebody like you, and I think of, I have the best coach in the league, Brad Stevens. And he loves to take different weird lineups and different and players that you don't. Oh, I didn't realize he could be used this way and all these different things. And you know, I would enjoy watching you with a coach like that. Is okay. without okay. without getting okay. I'll you in keep trouble. That in mind. Yeah, the Celtics have a lot of assets. Um, tell me about the Derrick Rose situation and what it's like to play with somebody who just has bad luck. And he just had literally some of the worst luck anyone's had in the NBA in the last 30 years over and over again. Every time he's about to get over the hump, something would happen. Yeah. Um, that's tough. Um, obviously physically, but, but mentally, because now you always have to think, you know, um, I want my body to hold up. I want to be able to play. I want to help my team win, which I know that's on his mind. And then something like that may happen. And you can say that you, you feel for him, you understand, but you don't because it, it didn't happen to you, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I don't get mad at him for anything because he works so incredibly hard. Um, I know he's training right now out here as well. And um, just to see what he brings to the table every night, I mean, for his um, city of Chicago where he was born and, and bred, I think that for that to happen like it did and the manner it did every single year, that's that's tough on him as a point guard, as whoever, as a center, as a wing. That's tough on you as a player because not only is your body affected, your mind's gone with it. Like that's all you're worrying about. Yeah. And rightfully so, you kinda have to because you wanna play this game, the game that you love, that you've been playing your entire life for as long as you can. And so you gotta kinda be cautious about your body. I uh, I was lucky enough to see him a couple times um, before he got hurt those first two years, just in person. 
I think there's certain guys who are just different in person. You know, like Westbrook, LeBron. Like athletically, it makes sense on TV, but when you see it, and Rose had Rose and Westbrook to me were like on the exact same level yeah. athletically, and they're both fearless. And that was the thing. You watch Rose, and you'd be like, "My God, like this guy's, this guy's like he just doesn't care. He has no regard for his body. He's just flying into the lane at warp speed, which is basically the way Westbrook plays." Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him get that back since the last maybe two injuries ago. It hasn't come back, but I still feel like he's young enough that it can come back. Oh, yeah. I think so as well. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, that's all we can do is, is see this upcoming season. I can't tell you that it will, that it won't. Um, I think it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I think that we will see that this upcoming season. Actually, I, I know that that's what I will see, you will see, everybody will see. Make the case for me why you guys make sense in the same backcourt because you both – you know, you could arguably both have the ball and run, the, and a lot of the offense could run through either of you. Uh, I think, you know, us being, you know, one in the same player, maybe I'm a little taller, he's a little faster. Um, we can both attack the rim. We can both beat our guy and then get shots for other players, finish at the rim, um, mid-range, and we can both really guard, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, get out in the open floor, There's so many things that we have in common that when we utilize those things and and play together like that, I think we can be just as unguardable as anybody else. Who's the best player you ever played against? Best player I ever played against? Yeah. Now... When you say best player, I this ever is this answer against. is not going to get you in trouble. Yes, it no, is. it is. It's not. Yes, it is. The other actors can talk about like he he's the best actor I've ever been in a scene but with. It's not, not insulting to the other actors. But we're not acting. It could be so four years ago. Is, it might have not happened. This might, is how you answer this question: anymore. the best player I ever played against was in this church league in high school. That's so political. Well. That's the most political okay. answer. Well, you've when, given I, so far. when I name somebody, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, I was to say LeBron James. I'm not gonna say LeBron James because he's a, you know, he's he's up here. I'm gonna say um, pick somebody in the middle of the pack. See that that's more insulting. No, it's not. What if we said like Chris Middleton and you were like, you know, Chris Middleton's like, I'm in the middle of the pack. I didn't, I didn't I'm torturing Jimmy okay. Butler next time. So you're you're saying LeBron, okay? Let's yeah, somebody like LeBron. Hold I think on. it's fair. He's won Hold five on. MVPs. It's let's a fair say answer. And um, okay, I can use this guy because that's my guy, Nas Muhammad, still in the league. Nas, Nas is like Muhammad. 38. That's ridiculous. Nas is my man. Nas is like 38. You can't compare Nas to LeBron right now. I have no, I have no idea if this is true or not, and I'm guessing. But Dwayne Wade from Chicago, you guys play the same position. He's an alpha dog. I'm sure he's come at you a little bit. Yeah, as he should. Okay. Both went to Marquette. You smiled though, like there's a backstory that you didn't want to tell me. No, yeah. I smiled because I like that guy. You like Dwayne Wade. I like that guy. Because he went to Marquette. You. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> So he's you're on his Chicago corner and you're on his Marquette corner. And knowing what I know about Dwayne Wade, he's not like, I'm going to be your big brother and help you through this. He's more like, I'm going to destroy you because you're on my two corners. Cool. I like That's that. That's what he was like, right? Okay. Yeah. So I, as a fierce competitor, I'm the same way. Good. Um, so when you play Dwayne Wade, I should watch those games. Yeah, you definitely should. Miami, Chicago. Should. Miami's going to have like uh, Durant on the team next year. They're going to... Pat Riley just keeps adding pieces. Yeah, so... Uh, That's my fear for Durant next year if he leaves. What's that? Well, everyone thinks, like, if Durant leaves to get his own team, like, he'd go to Washington because that's where he's from, or he'd go to Boston because we have the most assets, or he'd go to the Lakers because he has a house here. I, I get scared anytime Miami has a chance to get somebody who's really good because they have a track record of just getting these people mm-hmm. going to South Beach. I mean, Miami's a... Your brothers are laughing right now. What? See? We just got through talking about that. Stop doing that. Who got who hit who in the nuts? He no. Oh, he hit himself <laughs> in the nuts. <laughs> See what I got to deal with every day. Look at him. The names: Wesley Johnson, Kimball Walker, okay. Tate, Jeremy Lamb. Tate, okay. Tate said, "It's a long way." You, you're, you're hypothetical way college feuds: Jeremy Lamb, Wesley Matthews, no, Kimball Walker. 
Wesley Matthews on my team. Who'd you say? No, Wesley uh, Johnson. Wesley, Wesley Johnson. Johnson. Wesley, Wesley Johnson. That's a good one. Syracuse. I actually do have a problem with Wesley Johnson. Good. Only Let's hear because about when I was recruited to Iowa State, he was like my my host guy, you know. And we're yeah. going there. We're going there. We're going there. And um, it was it was cool. We, we was having fun. Yada yada yada. And you know, he started off at Iowa State before he transferred to Syracuse. I'm but coming out of junior like college. Thirty when he graduated. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-four. So, <laughs> How old is he? Uh, I don't know, but he didn't. He didn't even graduate. He. But okay. Oh, you're, you're getting, you give me sidetrack. Give me sidetrack. And so we're uh, we're um we're on a visit. I'm thinking like yo, I'm I'm coming to Iowa State. I like you as a player. I like you as a guy. He was from Texas. He was from Corsicana. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna end up coming to Iowa State. He was like, cool. We and he was like, you come here, man. We'll be a dynamic force. Yada yada yada. Two days later, he transfers to Syracuse. Oh. And I'm like, like if I would have signed to Iowa State and you transferred, oh man, you would have had man, you would have had a problem. And so I see him like he works out with uh, my trainer here in, in yeah. L.A. And I just look at him and I'm like, man. But that's my guy at the same time. But I, I do He's have your a, guy? You only, he almost trapped you in my Iowa. my guy, Texas guy. You've been in Iowa. You've gone crazy. Yeah. You end yeah. up in a good place because I like Milwaukee. You like Milwaukee? I do. I like Milwaukee too. Oh, all right. I'll like move Milwaukee. on. Milwaukee. No, you did Not a great place for... No, I, I like Milwaukee. I just said that three times. Okay. I, I like really it. like Milwaukee. Yeah, me too. Yeah. They love their sports there. Um, can you tell me about the L.A. basketball scene and... Um, all these NBA players that are here during the summers and all these secret games that happen and like Chris Paul's in charge of one of the secret games and then other people and like I don't even on? know anything about all that. Oh, stop it. I don't. I, I know on. nothing now, about now you're I know about mad. the Drew League. That's all I know. No, there's all these secret games going on in these weird gyms. Chris Paul I, does them. I have well, you never were in San Diego heard last of that. year. I'm so removed from all this. Like, this is my first, first summer being out here. Like That is the first time. Have y'all ever heard of I, that? I've never okay. See, we're not from around here, Back from the country. Well, they exist. I've never heard of that. Chris Paul is allegedly in charge, and it happens in uh, the Clippers practice facility, and then a couple other spots. And these guys just go, and it's like a secret handshake thing. So you got to get in the secret handshake club. I'm gonna find my way into. You got to find that. Find that. Maybe they didn't want to invite you because they're afraid to have you in the games because you you're young and you're hungry and you take it. Or maybe Dwayne Wade didn't want you to be invited. Why does Dwayne keep coming up? I don't know. Him got beef or something. (laughs) Yeah, so who'd you play with San Diego? Who were you playing against? Just myself. You spent a summer there. Me. I used to to torch my my brother right here. Oh, he used to get the blues when he'd have to guard me one on one. Yeah. Very. It was a very sad scene. He can't guard me if he tried, which he did try. So your brothers have been with you this whole time yeah. from day one in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How big is your uh, How big is your group? Just these two. These two. That's it. Um, do you have a chef yet? Some people a get chef. a chef. We have a chef, but it's like not like he's move. he's there every single day for every meal. Yeah, you know, I like I like Shake Shack. Shake Shack. You just told me you're eating healthier. Now now you're Shake Shack? I did say I'm eating healthier. I didn't say I eat candy like I used to back in the day. Oh, you're a candy guy? Yeah. Am I? I probably got like three cavities right now. I'm scared to go to the dentist because everybody I ask, hey, do root canals hurt? They're like, yeah, they they freaking hurt. You know, that's what Steve Nash, he stopped eating sugar in like, I don't know, 2005, right when he started winning MVPs. He started changing his diet. He was like one of the first ones, and he had all this extra energy nobody knew about. Now I feel I'm like I'm drinking people, his green juice. Yeah, that's like good. Cucumber and spinach and kale. And you're and kale. you're taking naps. Naps are good. Yeah, naps are good. The science of naps, because people, the NBA players, um, people don't realize how screwed up your schedule is. Mm-hmm. But and, you can actually get on a schedule in the summer. You really can't during the season because you're in every different time. You're flying zone. around. You might play at 2 p.m. one day, 6, and then 8. You, you never know. So it's, uh, it's hard to get on like a, a routine schedule during the year. But right now, oh, uh, you best to believe I would be in bed during the week, 9, 10 o'clock p.m. Finishing games, going to eat dinner at like 11.30. Yeah. Because people, people don't know any better. I was like, why are these guys out at 4 in the morning? It's like. Because they just finished their job at eleven forty-five at night, and then mm-hmm. they want to go somewhere and eat, and their sleep the cycle is is done a certain way. Is there any chance you're on the Olympic team? 
I hope so. I mean, yes, there's a Are chance. you going I mean, to the tryouts and all that? Or, though, like, whatever? I don't think there really is a tryout. I think or the, they, that's something. Something's happening because the guys are dropping just, out. I just think they just pick, pick the team. Are you on that list of 30? I am on that list. So, yes, there is a chance. I don't know what's going to happen, uh, but there is a chance. Well, it's mid-June. So, what, what's the next part of the process? They pick the team. And they just tell you? And that's it? I think so, pretty much. Do your brothers get to come? To, uh... To Brazil? Oh, they're coming. They're very focused. He hasn't... He literally hasn't moved. How do you... <laughs> like, he literally hasn't moved. <laughs> uh, probably so. They'll probably be there. I think it's only right because, uh, you know, as, as much fame and success that I, I achieve, I think them, um, my two trainers, Travell Gaines, a.k.a. Scorelord, Chris Johnson, a.k.a. Dodo, they're the reason behind um, my success, whether it be on the court, whether it be in the weight room, um, whether it be these two and just, like, keeping me sane when I have a bad game, get me to forget about it, whether we play dominoes or cards, whatever it may be, that, you know, whenever I go on vacation, they go on vacation. Whenever, if I get the chance to go to Rio, they'll be in Rio. Just because, like, I am a part of Chicago Bulls, that is my team, but this is my team behind the scenes that, that nobody really sees. You, uh, I mean, everybody's talked about your background and how you grew up, all that stuff. When did you feel like you made it? When did I feel like when I made it? When did you feel safe? Like, this is going to happen, I'm going to have a career, oh. this is, is going to be 15 years when I went of to this. college. I, was, I, I, I wasn't, no, when I went to junior college. Okay. I wasn't even thinking, hey, um, you're going to be a two-time All-Star in the best league in the world, um, sign a max deal. I could care less about any of that. Tell you the truth, I wanted to be a businessman. I wanted to wear suits. And it's ironic how things change because I hate wearing suits now. Like, I absolutely despise it. But when I was in junior college, I was like, man, you know, I want to do international business because I wanted to travel. And if you're a businessman, you wear suits. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I got to junior college, did my year, got to Marquette. Um, Adrian Ridgeway used to be Adrian Trice. She was like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do, literally she told me I talked too much. She was like, maybe you shouldn't be a business major, you should do communications. And I did that, loved it. And then obviously, you know, get drafted and, and be right now. But I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm be all right. I got a scholarship and then obviously got a scholarship to Marquette, got my degree. So basketball or not, I can still make a living off of my degree. Who was the most important person when you were growing up that helped you get from point A to point B? Um, I don't know. There, there, there's, there's, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, there's so many of them. Uh, I, I can't just name one and one be fair. But, I mean, me and this guy right here, Jermaine, we've been together since the beginning of time. I used to, like, he used to come over to the house and try to um, borrow video games. And I had the meanest dog ever. Yeah. And so I'd put the, the video game in the dog bowl and make him, like, go get go If you want the game, go get it out the dog bowl. Oh, it's, it was a sight to see back in the day. But it's, like, it's things like that that always remind me, like, where I come from and, um, and who I am. So that's why, you know, these guys are around. I don't know. I just feel like so many people have helped me along the way to pick one would it, it, it'd be wrong. Yeah, that's fair. Quick break to talk about our friends at Squarespace. They make it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat, regardless of skill level. No coding needed. Not only does Squarespace provide easy-to-use tools, their state-of-the-art technology ensures security and stability. You get 24-7 online support. You get a beautiful website for only $8 a month, and you even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So why wait? Millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust Squarespace. You should too. Right now, you can even design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable settings, and with Squarespace Commerce, you get all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, send custom emails, and one intuitive interface. Start a trial. No credit card required on squarespace.com. Use the offer code BS to get 10% off your first purchase. And since we're here, I also want to talk about 5-4 Club. We've been talking about them a lot lately. Um, and if you're busy or if you're lazy, or if you're busy and lazy like me, 5-4 um, Club is there. They're there to help you. Um, they have you covered with clothes. And what happens is people forget to shop. 
people start wearing the same shirts. You know what happens? People at work notice. People at school notice that you wore that sweater that you just wore four days ago. 5-4 Club provides styling advice and recommendations. They'll make you a styling profile. They'll deliver clothes to your door every month. Four style profiles, classic, casual, forward, and mix. Free shipping, direct delivery to your doorstep. Clothes come every month or so, and it's only $60 a month. Go to 5-4 Club and use promo code BS at sign up and get 50% off your first package. That's $120 worth of clothes for just $30 for your first month. F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R-C-L-U-B Club, 5-4Club.com, promo code BS. Back to Jimmy Butler. And last year when your team, when things weren't going that well, and then there was one report, and I, I'm good at reading this stuff and figuring out what's BS and whatnot. And one of them was like, Jimmy thinks he's a star now and all this stuff. I'm like, everything I've ever read about this guy leads me to believe that this is complete BS. And I don't know why I'm reading this. Like when you heard about that, what was your reaction? I don't, I, I don't pay attention to it. It gives people things to read and to talk about. More power to you. I know who I am. Um, I think all my fans know who I am. Um, I get excited when I still see kids walk around in my jersey. Yeah. Let alone that um, a shoe just came out for me with Jordan. Like that yeah. type of stuff. It. I mean, you can call me what you want to call me. I know who I am. I know my morals and what I'm about. Um, I wish everybody could sit down and, and have a day with me so you could see. But if you want to talk, that that's fine more power to you. You got a freedom of speech. It's in the First Amendment. I learned that in college. I learned that in high school. Um, so I can't make you be quiet, but um, that there, I can't do anything about that. I know who I am. I don't have anything bad to say about myself. Are you on Twitter? I haven't used Twitter in forever. Great. I got to get, get better. That's right. No, no. Stay on Twitter. You don't need Twitter. I got to get better at it, though. Twitter's Twitter not, and Twitter's social media, that's the way everything's going nowadays. That's how people are going to keep up with me anyways. You know, I post on Instagram. Every, See, Instagram's good. I Instagram's like that for right, NBA but players. I don't really yeah. post too much on Instagram either, so I got to get better at it. You know who has my favorite Instagram? KG. KG? KG has a great Instagram. It's just all these random people, and like it'll, all of a sudden he'll be like at at some uh, gym with Rajan Rondo, and they have their arms around <laughs> each other. You just never, I never know what to I expect should, from KG's Instagram. I should follow KG. That would be I a should. good one. When, you, when you're in the secret handshake LA games, you can take Instagram photos. Yeah, but okay. I won't invite you because you're not in on the secret no, handshake. No, I'm not, I'm I not never even in there. So yeah. if I get in, I mean, I got the handshake, I can't just let you, you in. You have to pretend you like Chris Paul to get in the games. I think that's part of it. Now he's kind of a pain See, in the I ass. I think you're fishing. Now I have to say well, no, I like every, Chris Paul, no, look, which I actually do. It's so. it's a fact that all NBA players don't like Chris Paul. I mean, that's a fact. We that's all know a fact? that. Yeah, because he stomps around, he yells at everybody. It's not a fact. It's not a fact. So do three year olds, but you don't dislike three year olds because <laughs> yeah. they stomp around and yell at people. Chris Paul does have a lot of enemies. I had Boogie on the on the podcast once, and he just openly came out and was like, "Yeah, I don't like that guy." He doesn't like a lot of people. Boogie. Yes. Do you you like? But Boogie's like your kind of guy, though. Yeah, I like I like him. Yeah. He's tough. Boogie's like my him. dude. I want Boogie to be on the right team. Boogie's a good example of how your situation can affect the perception that people have of who you mm-hmm. are as a player. He's I think he likes that though. Well, you think that's like a crutch for him? Yeah. I don't I think he likes people not to like him cuz then that gives him a reason not to like you and he really doesn't care anyway, so. I'm one of like five people he likes, so I'm very honored to be in that club. Yeah. He doesn't like a lot of media people. I've always had his back. Although I didn't vote for him from all NBA cuz he missed too many all- games. Well, if he's they, listening, he definitely just heard that he does not like you anymore. They were they have the seventh pick in the draft. How do I vote somebody on the All NBA team if you're if you're one of the worst seven teams? That's the thing. Like at some point, I got to penalize you for wins and losses. Oh, even though you know you one player can only do so much. I like the guy. You do. Yeah. Me too. I like a lot of guys. In, in between the lines is different, but off the floor, I mean, you you gain a lot of respect for the the people that work. Um, the type of person they are, you know, a lot of people in the league obviously have families and you see how they interact with their kids and all of that good stuff. Um, and between the lines, we are enemies if you're not in the same color jersey that I am. I may like you, but as a competitor, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Here's a question you can answer. Young players on the way up that aren't totally household names yet, but you respect and they're on your radar. That's a good one. You're not going to offend anyone with that answer. Yeah, young players. Um, yeah, somebody on the way up. Not like a Towns. Like, everybody knows Towns is going to be great. And he already is kind of great. 
who's who's the next Jay Crowder slash Butler slash Wesley Matthews slash whoever? I'll tell you one player I do like. Okay. Devin Booker. I like that kid. He's young. He can really shoot it. He could get to the rim. And he's like 18. Yeah. He was 18 last year. He could play. I, uh, yeah, he went three spots ahead of the Celtics. We missed like all those Justice Winslow, Miles Turner, all those guys. And Booker didn't play. And then all of a sudden he started playing. I was like, wow, this guy's offensively, um, fantastic. Yeah. He can, he could really go. Anybody he, in the draft? Do you watch college at all or no? No. I like Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown. How come? Uh, I mean, he's, he's tough. Like, He's strong. Um, Have you played against him? I played against him one-on-one over the summer. Yeah? Yeah. I Good defensive I was player. in jeans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell you the truth, he literally, he really does remind me of myself. Like, that's that's what's crazy. When I was going up against him, I was like, that that's crazy. Like, he could move his feet really well. He's athletic. Um, he, he, he can play. I'm not going to tell you who won the game. I mean, you shouldn't ask. It's my guy. Don't even ask him one game. <laughs> he, um, I've, I've obviously studied him because he's in the range of mm-hmm. where we're picking, and he can't shoot yet. And sometimes that throws people off a draft pick scent, and then they learn how to shoot a year later. I think Kawhi is a good example of exactly. somebody. People are like Kawhi can't shoot threes, and then he falls to thirteen or fourteen. Man, and you now don't he's Kawhi. have to be able to shoot threes to make your mark in this league. Right. You know who Dwayne Wade is since you keep bringing him up? Yeah, your enemy. That's who he is. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> um, You're at so many of his corners. <laughs> uh, he don't shoot threes like that, but he's effective in what he does. You know, and he's he, actually he's a good example of somebody that knows he's not effective at shooting threes and yeah. picks his spots with Pick his, them. That's all. You, that's yeah. all. That's all his league is. Pick your spot, get there before the defender, and do what move you want to do. Because Westbrook, and you stay out of this because Westbrook's crazy. I don't want him to be mad at you. But Westbrook shoots a lot of threes, and he's a, like a career 29% three-point shooter. But he'll make one occasionally in a huge moment that makes you think it's okay for him to keep shooting threes. But statistically, if you look at his stats, you'd be like, he should never shoot threes ever. Never, ever? I think that's a stretch. If you're 29%, you shouldn't shoot threes. Unless really? you're wide open. Yeah. I, I want well, you to if be... you're 29% and you're wide open or guarded, you're still 29%. Yeah, so. I think most NBA players can make a wide open three 37% of the time, would be my guess. Except, and then, unless you get to the big guys. But any perimeter guy, like that's if you're wide open, you should be able to make one out of three, right? Yeah, I think I wouldn't say the hand and the face ones are tough. Yeah, we just had an accident. Come on, he was doing so well. He was throwing a no hitter. He was like in the ninth inning here. That's that's unreal. That's all right. But it's crazy because Tatel edited out. No, what's crazy? I'll leave it in actually. He was on social media because he doesn't have a ringtone. That's the bad (laughs) part about it. So he was definitely over there looking at something he wasn't supposed to be looking at. So you're in LA all summer. I'm here. But you might have to go to Brazil if you get the call. Yes. Hopefully I get that call. Um, I wore I wore the chefs for you today. Oh yeah, the, You wanna the, just go no comment? Wanna go no comment? The curry lows? What would you add to the curries? What would I add? Yeah. Other than color. Um a Jordan logo. Jordan oh, great that's, answer. That's, that's Political the to the very that's end, the Jimmy brand. Butler. That's the brand. Look, you hate Earl Clark, right? Earl Clark? Yeah. Earl no, Clark? I don't got a problem with Earl Clark. He'll never tell us. I only played us. against him one year. I'm going to find out. I'm gonna find You'll Kate's find gonna out. Kate's going to find out. You don't like Damari Carroll because he beat you in Missouri. Yeah. Damari Carroll. And he busted my lip in yep. the Toronto game. I came oh, back. Oh, so in. that's somebody. He busted your lip? Yeah. On a layup and a ref called a foul on me. All right, so I have to watch all the games you play against Miami. And all the games you play against Toronto. This is one of the things I've learned. Toronto. I don't. I only had a problem with him for that game because he, he messed my swag up. And then Minnesota, I think those will be fun to watch just because of yeah. your... You love Tibbs. You'll, you'll just play well and you'll be fired up because he's out there, right? Yeah. And Boston. I like going up against Jay. Anybody that I went to school with... Well, like you guys would be in the same them. team. That'll be weird. That's weird. It'll be, I've already penciled you into my roster. Oh, you did? Well, yeah. thank you for that. When my son, when I forget when NBA, 
when the 2017 game comes out, but I'm going to trade for you. I'm going to trade will? for you and Ben Simmons. Me and Ben Simmons? Yeah, because my son's ain't name Ain't that like is, a GM thing? Like, yeah, it's you like, can just put whatever player on your team. And I'm, you can? I'm, yeah. Wow. Do the franchise GM thing. My son's name is Ben Simmons, so I, I'm torn between whether I want Ben Simmons to be one of the best players in the league or whether I want him to not be that good. Because at some point it would be weird if he was like LeBron James and my son had the exact same name as... as well, it's like Michael B. Jordan. Right. And Michael Jordan. And think about that. He and had to, both really. He had to put an initial in do. there, and he had to make like five awesome movies, and now nobody mentions it. It's a lot of pressure on my son. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your son's middle name? Oakley. After Charles, why are you laughing? Oakley. <laughs> Oakley. <laughs> Not Mowgli, Mo- man. Mowgli would be weird. <laughs> you know why? Because I wanted the BOS initials. I swear to God. Wow. Benjamin Oakley Simmons. Yeah. My wife had just given birth and she was like out of it. And I was like, what about Oakley as her middle name? She's like, fine, whatever. And just put it in. It looks really nice, the BOS initials. Boston. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, you, didn't, you didn't seem excited enough. I, yeah. had to, I mean, it, it, to it's Boston. Me. Trust me, I get enough on my Instagram and, and Twitter about going to Boston. Whether, But the, the funniest part about it is everybody's like, Jimmy, don't leave Chicago. I literally, I don't, I don't control that. It's not like I'm a free agent. Yeah. I can't do anything about that. And so people get mad. Oh, we hate you. You want to leave. I, I never once said that. There's absolutely nothing that I could do. Um, literally, the only way is if I, I got traded. I love to rip other teams' fans, and I always feel like Boston fans are the best fans because that's what we do in Boston. I actually kind of like the Bulls fans. Yeah, we, 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 do, we do. We really they're smart. Do have, they're educated. Yes. Um, have, they actually follow the basketball. Fans. They're not like yahoos. They're not Chicago fans people. in general, though, really – yeah, you know, or, or die hard. Well, you know what it is, it, and I think the same thing happened in Boston to some degree. Actually, to all degrees, the Jordan era—they got to see such a high level of basketball, and they grew up with that, and they actually understand basketball because mm-hmm. of what they saw. Whereas, like, if you if you lived in Sacramento the last thirty years, you're seeing like bad basketball and disjointed basketball and one-on-one basketball and all the things like you don't want to learn from. I grew up, I watched Larry Bird, yeah. and I watched like great passing, and I watched the right fast breaks, and I understand the sequencing and all that stuff. And I think, I feel like the Bulls fans are like that too. They just saw great basketball for like 11 straight years. Yeah. They I just mean, get it. I think that they're, I think fans are very fortunate to be able to to watch some of the, the best players that ever played the game play. You know, obviously Kobe's done um, now, but when you look at his career, and you look at what he did for the game of basketball. I mean, I was a kid back in the day shooting, saying I was Kobe Bryant, let yeah. alone knowing today that I would be going up against him. You know, obviously people do that for Steph and LeBron and MJ back in the day. But for fans, and I'm a fan of the game, just to see, um, you know, what Steph is doing, what LeBron is doing, what D-Wade has done, what Kobe has done. You really respect, um, obviously, who they are as a player, but I've gained so much more respect and knowledge um, about the game from watching these guys. I think that fans nowadays are really buying into that to to learn about the game. What's the biggest misconception about Bulls fans? I don't know. Maybe there's no misconceptions. You just could have said there is none. I think it's just real. I think that they love their team. I'm going to flip it around. Favorite place to play from an arena standpoint. I'm going into this building, and I'm excited because I'm in this building. Uh, It's crazy. You're not going to hurt the feelings of the other buildings because they're all concrete. They don't have souls. Yeah. They're in personality. It's crazy. My favorite arena to probably play in is the Bradley Center, only because I played there in college. And I like Milwaukee so much. But That's a good out. Other other than that, uh, I would choose. I, I always play well in um, TD Gardens. I do. You're just like, baiting me now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just now I, you're I'm, just I'm, messing with me. Now I'm gonna tell all the Celtic fans to send you Instagrams, <laughs> send you personalized. And then I, I like messages. I like LA. I got a lot of friends out here, so I like I like being able to play in front of them. And then I just you know the weather's always good because I'm always stuck in. The harsh winters of uh, Chicago. So, so the Sunday, here. the Sunday afternoon, twelve thirty game in LA. 
never never usually one of your better games? Or are you one of those people that take care of your, like take that. yourself the night before? I don't go out like that's that. That's always fun. That's I'm a Clippers season ticket holder. The twelve thirty Sunday game is always interesting. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, always I'm ready to, watch to play. Certain guys running around with the. <sighs> I think coughing. even if you do, you you'll get it out your system within the first four. You should. You I mean, cough it out of your system, yeah. or you or you sweat it out. Sweat it out. Yeah. If you're going to do anything, sweat. I it think out. that's what happened. I mean, everybody said this, but when the Warriors lost to the Lakers, they were here for a couple of days. I'm yeah. convinced that they probably. Maybe decided to enjoy themselves. You Gotta know, take care of yourself as an NBA player. Stop eating candy. You're napping. That's yeah. great. I maybe yeah, the veggie drinks are yeah. good. And maybe stay away from steak and shake a little bit. I didn't Go say I don't like steak and shake. Okay, well you mentioned it earlier. No, I did not. I said Shake Shack. Get shake that correct. Shack. I did not say steak and shake. Shake Shack's worse, isn't it? Which one You're entitled to your own opinion. I just got through saying that. People which one's better? Be shake Shack or Steak and Shake? Shake Shack. Shake Shack's better. Yeah, I screwed that. Yeah, they got chicken right. sandwiches. Organic chicken. chicken. Sandwiches. Go to Chick-fil-A. Free range. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A is in Hollywood. Like and, yeah, it's close. Too. It's like two minutes from here. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler, this is fun. Thank you, um, brother. Good luck this summer. If I you're really on Team it. USA, bring us back uh, Bring us back something. I will. I'll bring you back. Joe, we got anything else? Okay. All right. Jimmy Butler, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, thanks to 5-4 Club. They have you covered with styling advice and hand-picked clothes delivered to your door. Every month, they even have free shipping. It's only $60 a month. Go to 5-4 Club and use promo code BS to sign up and get $50 off your first package. Thanks to Simply Safe. Remember, burglaries skyrocket over the summer in a frightening way. Protect your house with a phenomenal security package from Simply Safe. You can get $100 off that package if you listen to me right now. Go to simplysafebuild.com. Get this massive discount. Thanks to everyone at The Ringer for three fantastic weeks. Read our latest at TheRinger.com. Listen to our eight different podcast feeds on The Ringer Podcast Network. And check out our new swag, which is available for purchase next week on TheRinger.com. $5 of every single item goes to our good friends at Charity Water. You might have heard uh, the podcast I did with them a couple weeks ago with Scott. Uh, and finally, don't forget about my new HBO show, Any Given Wednesday, launches on June 22nd, 10 p.m. Wednesday night, home box office. We're here. D-Day has arrived. Enjoy Game 6. Maybe enjoy Game 7. Enjoy Money in the Bank. Enjoy the U.S. Open. Enjoy the ninth episode of, of Game of Thrones. Enjoy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to my pops. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Anytime y'all want to see me again... Rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.